0: Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights, brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Bashardius, and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst, Marios Hachigiriakos. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Marios, it will be a quiet summer week. Let's begin over in the U.S., where we'll get the monthly CPI print for July on Wednesday. What are we expecting to get from this inflation data and how is it likely to affect the dollar?
1: Hello, Maria. It, it is a quiet week in terms of data, but that also means that we won't have much liquidity in the markets, which which can make a lot of uh, sharp moves possible without any real news behind them, right? When you don't have a lot of traders in the market, any piece of news you know, can have an, an outsized, market impact. Now, having said that, what do we expect next week? U.S. inflation data, as you just pointed out, I think they're going to be absolutely crucial. This past week, we saw the Fed's second in command, the vice chairman, Richard Clarita, throw his weight behind, uh, dialing back stimulus, essentially. He said that the economy is doing fine. I've been surprised by the strength of the recovery. And if everything continues to go well, we could uh, we could start to taper our asset purchases by the end of the year. And those comments were also echoed by a Fed board governor. And both of these officials are permanent voters in the FOMC, so their views really carry weight. Now, what do we expect next week? The forecasts point to a slight slowdown in inflation. However, that could still leave the yearly inflation rate Quite elevated, maybe uh, probably above 5%. And I also see the risk of an upside surprise because of what the PMI survey signaled. Both of them, most of the PMI surveys, signaled that inflation and cost pressures remained extremely elevated during the month. So we could get an upside surprise, and the dollar's uh, forthcoming direction will really depend on this data set. It could really determine whether whether we are going to get a september tapering announcement from the fed or whether that's premature and we are looking at you know december for example the hotter inflation is the better the chances for the fed to get moving early now in the bigger picture I don't think it really matters whether we get the tapering announcement in September or in December. It's just a matter of time, right? The Fed is slowly but surely getting there and a couple of months aren't going to make a huge difference. What really matters is that the Fed is years ahead of the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan in the normalization game and ultimately this suggests that the dollar could strengthen against the euro and against the yen. Now here's the catch. I don't think we are going to see any real dollar strength until the Fed actually tapers. So they've been talking about tapering for months now, but the dollar hasn't really done much and in fact US yields have gone down. So what I think is that the market needs to see action, needs to see action from the Fed for yields to go higher. The Fed needs to take its foot off the accelerator, not just talk about it. Talk is cheap as the saying goes, right? (laughs) Right.
0: Okay, turning to the UK now, we'll get economic growth numbers for June and the entire second quarter on Thursday. This week, the Bank of England took another step towards tightening monetary policy. If the UK economy continues to perform well, when can we expect to see a rate increase and what will that mean for the British pound?
1: Well, the market are currently pricing in the first rate increase for summer next year, or next summer essentially. And look, overall, the UK economy is doing really well. You have very a very high vaccination rate, the economy itself is doing well. And I think at the markets, as far as next week is concerned, with the GDP data, I think that most of the focus is going to be on uh, business investment because the economy is doing well now, but if business investment isn't strong, it might not continue. That this momentum might not be maintained, right? So business investment is crucial. Now, as far as the Bank of England is concerned, the markets are pricing in the first rate increase for next year. But here's the important bit that we learned from the Bank of England uh, this week: they told us they told us that once they raise interest rates a couple of times, they are going to start. Uh, selling bonds back into the market. So all this time they were doing quantitative easing where the central bank buys bonds. They are going to stop quantitative easing by the end of the year. They're going to hold on to a lot of bonds. And once they raise interest rates a couple of times, they're going to start selling bonds back into the market. Once the bonds mature, they are not going to reinvest that. In plain English, that means less liquidity they're going to be draining liquidity out of sterling markets and when liquidity gets drained yields usually go up and that's usually positive for the currency we saw the fed do this quantitative tightening uh, between 2017 and 2019 and that was a great period for the dollar so I remain Uh, Positive on sterling overall. And I think we're likely to see it outperform the euro and the yen, especially because neither the European Central Bank nor the Bank of Japan are going to follow the Bank of England or the Fed in the normalization game.
0: Marius, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com.